Hello, and welcome to Who Are You? It's a Babylon 5 watchcast by a couple of former strangers, now friends, who are continuing to get to know each other over one of their favorite shows from their childhood, Babylon 5. I'm Laura. And I'm Jafer. Was that a little stanky? That had a little stank to it. You can take it again if you want. <laughs> if you want to put like, some real stank into it. I felt like I was really bringing the stank. Aw. That was good. No, that, was, that was good. Okay. That was okay. good. I'll keep workshopping it. Okay. I'll bring you another one next time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here today to talk about the first of the three TNT made-for-TV movies that we'll be covering in this batch, because I guess there's two more made-for-TV TNT movies after season five as well, but right. we'll talk about those later. Today, in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Back to where it all began. A nice biblical reference from yep. a atheist man. <laughs> I read a little bit about this. So this aired before The Gathering when it, the show first came to TNT. So okay. theoretically, this is your first exposure to Babylon 5 is this movie. I got to say, if you are looking for effects and extras and those kind of things, this is a better intro to Babylon 5 than The Gathering, right? I would say so. I, it's very much designed that way, too. There's lots of stuff that I feel you don't bother with if this isn't an introduction. Mm -hmm. And then there's things that people may feel shouldn't be here because it's an introduction. Spoilies on season one, like Cray. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking at it in that context, definitely there's some big spoilies in this movie. And I yeah. think that's part of why we decided not to take it in chronological order of the series, right? And we, we went with air order. We went with HBO Max order, and this wasn't on HBO Max. Well, true, true. But like, if <laughs> you, if you, because I think there are probably some podcasts out there who are doing it this way, right? That they're trying to watch everything in chrono chronologically with the story instead of like when it came out. I know. Gray 17, who is, I think they're doing chronological, mm -hmm. uh, did not do this at the start. Yeah. But I think A Dream Given Form did. I am not super, I don't remember the start right. of a lot of our uh, friends in the League of Non-Aligned podcasts. If you have more than 50 episodes since you started, like, like yum yum, I got no idea where you started because I haven't scrolled down that far. Um <laughs> Just yeah, just pure lays on my part. Nothing, but I mean that—that against... that is a way that it could be done, right? You could take it in the story order and start with this one, but then you're—if you have any newbies involved in your podcast, or you are a podcast for people who are watching for the first time, uh, you might be a little disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I—I I don't think this is a good place to start if you want the authentic watching the story for the first time experience. Correct. Um, and that's not necessarily our goal on this podcast, has me screaming about Valen in the first season at some point, I think. Probably. <laughs> I don't remember. Did. But, yeah, yeah. you know, there are definitely some spoilies that we dropped. But, yes, there's definitely some intentional spoilers. JMS on the Usenets was even just like, it's like knowing that there's a bomb underneath the table when the characters are unaware. Mm -hmm. Like Different knowing kind of how tension. the Earth Mimbari War ended. It's a different, exactly, it's a different type of tension. 
as opposed to the unaware intention of not knowing in the mystery, you have the dramatic tension of the audience being aware of something the characters are not. Yeah. Man, this starts weird, right? Yeah. Is it just me? I mean, we've seen this sort of thing before where we have sort of a monologue and stuff. We get this little bit from Jakar and Delenn talking about war and history and stuff. Yeah. We've had monologues over scenes. We haven't had monologues to the camera. Right, like shooting one down the barrel, <laughs> sitting in your command chair out of a white star. And it's just like, if this wasn't already a frame story, this might sit better for me. But mm-hmm. for this, to, for them to do these scenes and then go forward in time to old Londo to go back in time farther than when our characters were talking, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking weird. It's a weird choice. Do you think we did this because we had to show the TNT audience that Delenn gets pretty? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry. Don't worry. She's not bald the whole time. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the pilot makeup that is, uh, one, rough, and two, overtly masculine. Yeah. Uh, that they ditched immediately. Yeah, like even that that pilot makeup didn't carry forward into season one and it's not in this movie like she is a little bit more feminine but she's not Mm -hmm. as feminine as she's going to be uh and then jakar's just he's a great monologuer so like why not throw him in there too i don't know (laughs) it's an interesting choice and it's definitely a choice i don't know if you just want to get mira and andreas some more lines Uh uh-huh but it's just it, it just feels out of place. But we go to old Londo. Yeah, Centauri Prime is burning again. We've seen yeah. it a couple times, but TNT audience has not. So we know who these other characters are from the novelization. Oh, the two children? The two children and the woman. Oh, I don't know who the woman is. I didn't catch that anyway. The woman is Senna Rifa. Oh. What because... is she... How how is she related? She's Lando's ward. So after Lando finds out that Morden is the one who killed Adira and not Lord Rifa and that they were both manipulated by the shadows, uh-huh. he adopts his daughter as his ward so that she can have a place of prominence and a steady life and stuff. Okay. So who are these children to her? No one. Yeah, I These thought because kids, they had different last Dorati, right? Jetta. Oh. So I the, they said their names these, were Dorati. Their names are Dorati. They're part of House Jetta. Has in okay, Urza okay. Jetta, has in the sword fighting guy that Londo killed that he said he would protect his family. Oh. These are his niece and nephew also oh, okay. living in the palace under Londo's protection. All right. I thought I just like labeled Senarifa as nanny. I wasn't sure. It seemed like maybe she was responsible for them in some way, but she was not their mother. She's not, but she is probably actively involved in their childhood as Londo's ward. And then these children are also kind of his ward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You want to know some spoilies for the novelizations? I mean, I've read these books. I just, uh, Have you? it's been a while. Do you remember yeah. that Senarifa is Veer's wife? No. I didn't remember yep, that. That happens. 
There's like an overarching plot that I remember, but I don't remember any of the details like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sandy well, here she ends does up seem marrying nice. Veer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. After he becomes emperor. Yep. Yeah. They're basically just running around the palace, opening curtains until they find the one that actually has a window. Yeah. Lando overhears all this and he's just like, it's nice to hear laughter in the palace again. Yeah. Which is a joke at Ben, but I will now tell you that story and hence our <laughs> audience. So Ben and I used to work together uh-huh. and we would, there we spent a summer working nights doing remodels. Uh-huh. We were, the job was retail remodeling. So we were going in and rearranging all the product on shelves for companies, right? Uh-huh. We worked for a company that took contracts from the companies that had the stuff in stores to do this stuff in an employable basis since there's unless you're like the Pepsi guy who's coming and stocking the Pepsi there's a, not enough of this product on shelves mm-hmm. to warrant uh, a full-time job so a lot of the companies pool their resources and will pay companies to do this stuff so that's what Ben and I did for a number of years and we were doing nights and then we picked up a contract for day work doing cosmetic walls and Rite Aids Mm-hmm. And we were in a Rite Aid in a not great part of town in Detroit. Don't th- It's not as bad as you're thinking, I promise, uh-huh. when I say not great part of Detroit. But it was not a nice area. Like, it wasn't, not not as in like it was dangerous, just right. it, was, it was not a middle class area of town. Not a lot of money was invested into any yeah. of these stores. I was going to say, so just poor, right? Just poor, yeah. <laughs> For 100%, just poor. And so we're there with a couple other of our friends, and we're just laughing doing this Coswell. And as we finish up our the, all the cosmetics wall reset, we're checking out, and the cashier just looks at us and goes, it was so nice to hear laughter in the store again. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that was, like, one of the saddest things That's that so I've ever... Bleak. It was so, just, like... From someone at work for like a statement that doesn't involve like terminal illness or the death of a loved one or uh-huh. or like a genuine tragedy. It's just it's so sad. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers to that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Well, it's also nice to hear it in the Centauri Republic Palace because uh it is also quite bleak outside. <laughs> yeah. He asked the kid what he wants, and he asked for a story. Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Doesn't sound too bad. And can we just take a second and laugh with at Londo? Always, yeah. For using Earth years as his time frame, <laughs> just like he said he would. The, the Centauri eventually would in the uh, first couple episodes of Babylon 5. Yeah. Yeah. He. I mean, he's really been obsessed with them, apparently. We're yeah. about to find out some, some history with Londo and the humans. Mm-hmm. We cut to youngish Londo uh, meeting General Lefcourt on Earth. And hey, we know this guy. Yeah, we know this guy. We just saw this guy. Yeah. So this is all set right now several years before the show and it's the events leading up to and consisting of the earth mimbari war is the premise is the story that lando is telling to these children yeah there are lots of either 
fully colored wigs or definitely dyed hairs in yeah. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's young because their hair is more vibrant. That's yes. all we have to do. I think Leftcourt was particularly noticeable. Mr. Sheridan's particular predict Londo. Yeah. Londo <laughs> looks so old in such a bad wig. Yes. Yes, his wig is he definitely looks older than normal <laughs> somehow. Yeah. He looks like I don't want to this is sounds mean and I don't mean this mean, but he looks like a vampire like where they have I know exactly like, what you mean. That yeah. eternal face but jet black hair or something and it's oh, <laughs> but that that face isn't that young, you know? Mhm. <laughs> Leftcourt wants to know what Londo can tell him about the Mimbari. Yeah. Since the end of the Dilgar War, Earth has been expanding its sphere of influence, and the Mimbari are kind of out that way somewhere, and they want to know. He's he's very strong arm about it. He's all like, "Yeah, well, these Mimbari, but like, fuck them, right? Like, we took out yeah. the Dilgar, so what are the Mimbari gonna do?" And Londo's all like, "Yo." Slow your roll, son. They will take you out. And he's all like, maybe mind your own business. And it's just like, dude, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, fuck you. You are your arrogance. If, If this general had any chance to say anything to anyone. Uh huh. And didn't take it. Fuck that guy. Because. How much death is he responsible for, truly, because of this attitude mm. or not correcting this attitude? If this attitude is coming from the president or whatever. Sure. Like, yeah. You got to be like, whoa, maybe not the Mimbari. Or we don't maybe, know any. Like, we just finished a different war. Do we really need another one yet? Can we yeah. not do this? Generals yeah. should never be spoiling for the fight, in my opinion. The best Agreed. generals are not. <laughs> We don't catch this president's name, but unless it's Bush, I'm guessing it's the general's fault here. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> yeah. I got jokes. Um, so Londo calls it as he sees it and says this is all arrogance and stupidity, which I think mm-hmm. is really saying something for a man who walked into this meeting with a mysterious vial that he hands to the president's aide and says, this will totally make your president better. And right. thinks that they'll actually take it. <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, my dude. <laughs> yep. After this, we cut over to the former head of the Rangers, Lanan, who I kept misspelling the name as the Star Trek Strange New Worlds character and having to oh. cross it out. I misspelled this as Lennon in all of my notes, like John Lennon. Okay. (laughs) It's really one in out of place. That's the thing. He wants to get more funding for the Rangers, but it's turned down. But he is willing to go to bat with the Grey Council over it. And then he gets the equivalent of a meeting invite from your CEO's assistant for now at 2 Mm a.m. (laughs) <laughs> with nothing in the subject or body. <laughs> if your CEO's assistant was like five people carrying triangles of bells, wouldn't you love that meeting invite? Goodness. 
I'd love it a lot more than the real world equivalent. <laughs> oh yeah, I would be like so puzzled and you brought the bell guys. Hell yeah! <laughs> be like, all right, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> this meeting gonna be lit. The bell guys are here. <laughs> Drop a beat, bell guys. It's <laughs> can, can I borrow one? That's what I want to know. Right, but they don't play the bells. In fact, they walk and make no noise. Yeah. That, is that just to show you their skills? Like I think so, yeah. Look at how steady excellent. we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet they trained for 100 years to be like that. I'm sure. He hits accept and joins the Zoom meeting with his camera on. We cut back to future Londo for a moment who claims responsibility for the Earth-Membari War. Before we go back to Lenan telling his C-suite the company mission statement. (laughs) (laughs) Just reading it right to him. (laughs) Yeah. The gusto. The cojones. Sheer fucking hubris. One of the things Lenan keeps bringing up, it happens at least once or twice, is that he needs more funding and he needs more money. And I can't remember if we have discussed money at all ever in Minbari society up to this point <laughs> I don't know maybe I maybe we have but, maybe it only uh, matters when you need to like spend that white star money <laughs> yeah yeah like he really wants to get that prototype built yeah he needs his cyber truck <laughs> <laughs> Someone meme that for us. Lenon driving a Cybertruck, please. Yeah. <laughs> Asking for more money. D- Delenn asks the Grey Council to check the receipts and go look at Zaha Doom. And Dakot agrees. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we'll just go do it ourselves. If the yeah. Warrior Council, ca- ca- if the Warrior Cast knows no fear, Mr. Warrior Cast, Grey Councilman, we'll just go ourselves. Let's go. <laughs> Do you think he's gotten this from his special advisors? Probably. <laughs> you think they're wanting to go anyway? So he's like, yeah, let's just, uh, now's the time, right? Make the trip. So, yeah, those special advisors are waiting for him in his meditation room. And we see Kosh. Ooh. Can we just think for a second? I'm pretty sure that I must go to my sanctum and meditate on this in private. Seems like the Mimbari way to say I'm going to go jacket, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I need some post-nut clarity on this Zaha Doom decision. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that that's the most Mimbari way you could possibly say that. (laughs) I wonder how the other races would say it. <laughs> Tell us on our Discord. Uh... <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Leftcourt wants to send Sheridan on the Prometheus to go investigate Mimbari space. We're told that that captain is a loose cannon, shouldn't be handling first contact situations outright. Another bad call by Leftcourt. Yeah, he's just full of these bad decisions. Yeah, no wonder Clark sent him to handle the fleet. Man, and he was apparently a teacher, right, at this academy? Because he was Sheridan's tactics teacher, right? As long as he's teaching tactics and not command, organization, respect, or first contacts, 
I think it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's got to be some bleed over there, but yeah. Uh, this is not his wheelhouse, it would seem. No. I think Sheridan refusing to go is there. Yeah, he Rikers. Us... Yeah. <laughs> is there to make us feel like, oh, what it, would it have been like if Sheridan was there? He uh, would have been dead. <laughs> right, because I don't think this captain would have listened to Sheridan any more than his XO that we see later. Yeah, exactly. And we know how he feels about the gun ports open because we see him react to it in season two. And that's when we know he knows better compared to when he doesn't. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Maybe they don't get close enough to bother at that point, though. Yeah. Delenn puts on her Velma glasses and figures out that the Vorlons are on board. Jinkies. And Ducat's just like, damn, caught me. (laughs) <laughs> I can't say it out loud, but... <laughs> Either the Vorlons are some very convincing dupes. Yeah. She says that in the past, other races have tried to pretend they were the Vorlons, which seems to me like a good way to get yourselves just killed very quickly. Maybe. I mean, there's the whole episode of TNG where someone's the devil, someone pretending yeah. to be the devil. Uh-huh. That's a great episode. <laughs> Yeah, but Vorlons are real, and they probably wouldn't like being, like... I don't think... I think if you play your cards right, it never impacts the actual Vorlons. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So we cut over to the Prometheus, and the Exo that's there instead of Sheridan does not challenge his captain enough. He's just like, uh, that's not our orders. It's like, well, you're doing it anyways. And he's like, yes, I am. Yeah... Well, Delenn gets initiated into the Grey Council. Uh, glad to see that there wasn't any weird hazing rituals for the Grey Council. And now, the final ordeal. The paddling of the swollen ass with paddles. Yeah. <laughs> Just weird triangle rituals. That's all the Membari got. Yep. And then we see the blunder that starts the war. The whole deal. We're, we're well familiar with this. But did you catch there was like a split second cut? Of Michael York pulling the trigger. Yeah, they put it in there. So good. Callback. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. So good. That's one of the things I really like about this movie is some of the little clips from other things. I feel like it's fan service a little bit. Yeah. For those of us who were like coming over to TNT and like, mm-hmm. hey, remember why you like this show? But it worked for me. Can you imagine? pre-IMDB internet days, pre-Wikipedia, all that stuff, and you're just like, Babylon 5, you're watching this for the first time, and you just see Michael York for like two seconds, and you're just like, right, Michael York's in this show? They're like, well, now I have four seasons to watch. Right. And then you watch, and you keep waiting for Michael York. Uh (laughs) And then when he shows up. Depending on how you feel about that episode, you either love or hate the payoff. Yep. Hey, these Earthships. Yeah. Uh, these are pretty neat, aren't they? I like the nice touch that they don't have the spinny gravity thing yet. Yes. And so everybody's strapped down. Yeah. It's a different, it's a new set. We haven't seen this before. I thought it was cool. Yeah. There's um the old type destroyer that they've got that looks a lot more like a submarine too. They've got those guys hanging around. Mm-hmm. It's fun to see all the old Earth tech. 
Yeah, that TNT money, that Turner money is well spent. Yeah, this this movie cost more than three episodes for two episodes worth of runtime. So they definitely spent some time in that extra budget, both in these new ships, these new sets. And then also there's a ton of extras. There's way more extras than we normally get in a Babylon 5 episode, which is really appreciated. They're used to good effect. Really nice. Mm -hmm. We see some of the stuff we've seen already. Delenn calls for revenge, Dukat dying in her arms. The war starts and humanity is losing badly. We get our starship troopers. All of the commanders are in one place for some reason, even though this would never happen. Also, what happened to teleconferencing? Yeah, I called this the Starship Troopers Barracks. Yeah. Uh, Sheridan gets offered a few days of leave, and then we cut over to Ivanova visiting her big brother before he deploys. Yeah. This haircut. I was so distracted by this haircut. I wanted I wanted to enjoy the scene, but I kept looking at it, and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> it is so, it is peak 90s. Uh-huh, yes, for sure. And then in the 2000s, I can think of at least three maternal figures in my life, uh, uh-huh. either friends, moms, aunts, whatever, that had this exact same haircut, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's supposed to be in university, like, too young to join the military, like, that young. And all what I know this haircut is too young as... to join the military, too. When the Earth and Bari yeah. War is going, she's 17. Yeah, I guess. And all I know of this haircut is mom's. Like, yeah. I don't know this haircut is <laughs> 17. Maybe it was. Maybe it was at, at t- that time, and I just don't remember it, but that's not how I experienced this hairdo. <laughs> yeah. Did someone on Friends have this haircut? I assume one of the Friends had this haircut, and so it was popular with young people in the 90s and then popular with moms in the 2000s. Possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to see Ganya. We've heard him referenced yeah. in some of uh, Ivanova's grief. It's nice that he actually has an Eastern European accent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Makes you wonder where hers is. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> her dad has one too. So it's just like, did you just get rid of it? <laughs> yeah. Lando refuses to sell Earth advanced weapons to fight against the Mimbari fearing retaliation. But Jakar is in the next room over with a told you so waiting, who sells Earth the Centauri weaponry, hoping Lando's fears are not misplaced and that the Mimbari come for the Centauri after they are done with Earth. Yeah, this is old Jakar here. This is like yeah. season one Jakar. Sneaky, Scheming. sneaky. Cartoon villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. Delenn has begun to regret the war. But the warrior cast is pushing the war further and further for easy glory. Hey, I just want to point out that when Delenn was asked about her vote, she was pretty much screaming genocide, right? Yes. 100%. And she turned she turned around real quick here. I mean, we don't Total know how much time it's been. It could have yeah, been yeah, yeah. a year or two. It also mm-hmm. just could have been 20 minutes, and that's just Delenn. Yeah, it's a 180 is my point. And it came very quickly in the story. Like we didn't even see like commitment, but then something happens to create doubt. No, she's just all of a sudden doubting. And it's, Madam, we have the receipts. Mm -hmm. You were 
You definitely said kill them all. <laughs> yeah. Well, he notices that Delenn looks stressed out. So Lenan tells Delenn to go check out Ducat's masturbatorium. And she's like, are you sure? That's kind of like his space. And you had it recreated exactly? Exactly? That's kind of it's kind of a weird touch. Something he is our greatest there, leader, apparently. but... <laughs> is that is that sort of like dress for the job you want? <laughs> <laughs> Masturbate like the leader you want to be? <laughs> With a top hat on. But Kosh is waiting for her in the masturbatorium. And, yeah. and, uh, oh, is it Kosh and Kosh.0? I think yes. it is. This yes, point. it is. Mm-hmm. And Kosh plays R2, as Dukat tells Delenn that she is his only hope. Mm. She she learns of the coming shadow prophecy being confirmed and why the war with Earth must end. Sort of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> After this, we get the scene that was told to us in season two with Franklin refusing to turn over his DNA and medical information about the Mimbari. Yeah. We had to put Franklin in this one, and this was a great way to do it. Yeah. If he just shows up in a couple of scenes for no reason, it would be even weirder. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, Garibaldi missing from this entire thing is weird. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought, you know, couldn't we show some of his service? Because I believe he was in the service. Even if it's just him, like, drunk somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... Well, Just a little yeah. bit. We don't need a lot. The Lexington with Sheridan on board finds Mimbari's shuttle. Ivanov follows the shuttle at a Star Fury. Oh, that was Ganya. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. On my second watch, I realized. I was like, wait, the accent is back. Yeah. I paused. I checked. Yeah. Great. Okay. And they are attacked when the Mimbari jump in. Ganya dies, the Lexington captains dies, and they have sneak attacked the Lexington destroyer group. Meanwhile, in another scene, Delenn tries to arrange a meeting to end the war with Lanan, while Sheridan sets his trap for the Mimbari cruiser and destroys the Black Star by luring them in exactly how they lured him in. Like they had, oh, look at this, the Mimbari, look at our derelict shuttle, and they jumped in and wiped him out. Yeah. And Sheridan's all like, oh, look at our derelict destroyer. So they come in and then they nuke them. This is the <laughs> same fucking trick. And all of those warrior cast Mimbari got so fucking up on their high horses about how dishonorable Sheridan's tactics were. That is fuck so them. strange. When you actually yeah. see it like this, the mm-hmm. fucking hypocrisy. Yeah. At least the derelict destroyer was pretty derelict. (laughs) It was honestly on its last leg. Like, we saw its captain get, like, speared by some debris, right? Is that what happened? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, what are you going to say? Well, you used your distress call to lure us over. Like, they were going to come and save them. Famously, Uh no survivors for the Mimbari. You know, like, no one lives. So it's just like, fuck off, dude. That's the thing that is so strange about this movie and this whole war, I guess, is that the Mimbari are so 
cool with this whole genocide. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just not the society that I came to understand over four seasons. It's really odd for mm -hmm. me. Sheridan gets to go on the mission to go meet with the Mimbari about possibly ending the war. Dr. Franklin and Jakar are going along because, of course, they are. <laughs> I guess isn't you might a need whole... a doctor. Like, like, I don't know. Isn't there a whole bit at the start of season two about Sheridan and Franklin meeting for the first time? <laughs> I think you're right. Like, wouldn't you yeah. remember this? Well, also, just like Sheridan, wouldn't he have known Jakar well? And wouldn't he have referenced like, hey, remember that one time we did a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jakar and I go way scene. back. Franklin never met you. <laughs> uh -huh. We get a little bit here before the meeting. Lando reveals what he meant earlier. He gave an order to interrupt the planned meeting. Both sides had assumed that some rogue element had attacked but it was actually the Centauri government that attacked the meeting, thinking that it was a Narn weapons deal. So we find out that Londo not only committed genocide during the series, but he also com was complicit in genocide in the <laughs> Earth Membari War. He's he just been doing it this it. whole time. Yeah. 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 Well, I think he should. <laughs> I mean,. Random peace talk, not being a Nard weapons deal when it's something Jakar is setting up. Eh. <laughs> well, they haven't really established how much he knows about Jakar at this point or how much they like interact, have they? Well, he's a member of the Kari. So if you hear the Kari yeah. is doing a weapons deal, you yeah. know, you go put a stop to it if you're the Centauri. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyways, Lenan dies. The peace talks fall through. Franklin and Sheridan are captured. And this is John and Delenn's meet cute. <laughs> I can this understand. One, I suppose. Yeah, I can, I can forgive this one. Delenn is probably very distraught, so she might not have uh -huh. realized that was John. And Delenn was wearing a hood the entire time, so John wouldn't right. recognize Delenn. Yes, uh, yes. I would expect Delenn in retrospect to put this together. Sure, yeah. And maybe bring it up before you're married. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Like, hey, like, you know how you think we met? Surprise, I was the hooded figure five years before that. Right, in that incredibly intense situation that maybe if we had just kept you guys a little more and talked to you a little bit longer, like maybe we could have figured some stuff out because she lets him go because he says... Yeah. which means that, you know, he's talked to Lanon. Yeah. She could find out what else he knows from Lanon or. Yep. But they, they don't put any effort into it. I'm confused as to how he gets back, to be honest. <laughs> they probably just throw him back on the fucking planet, all three of them. Yeah. Lando continues his story while lamenting the destruction of Centauri Prime. He says, humanity never ran out of courage, only ships, guns, and sticks, and eventually time. Mm. We hear the president's speech dubbing the defense of Earth, the Battle of the Line. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. And then the Vorlons spit cryptic shit at Delenn. As you do, yeah. I want to use the truth points in itself in a meeting so badly. <laughs> 
I want to use that I must go to my sanctum and meditate on this in private in a meeting. <laughs> Let me know when you drop yours. Okay. <laughs> I at least to like I could like be making a presentation about some data, some big wigs or something and they're all like sure. and they're, they'll be like, "Oh, is this accurate?" and I'll be like, "The truth points in itself." <laughs> or just like in your wrap up and the truth points in itself. Any questions? <laughs> right. Ooh, yeah, maybe wrap up. And in conclusion, the truth points in itself. Mm. I'm going to make that happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get to the line and we see Sinclair and some of the initial Mimbari ships before they turn space blue with jump points. Uh, mm, the battle continues. So many jump points. Yeah, it's a scary number of jump points. <laughs> yeah, that's where all the Turner money went. All the little <laughs> graphics, boom, boom, boom. Copy, paste, copy, paste, 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 paste. <laughs> Here's a bill for $60,000. <laughs> Hit render, wait five days. Uh, the battle continues until Delenn's choice of Sinclair sets up the events that will change literally everything in the entire universe. But she has to choose Sinclair. If she didn't mm. choose Sinclair, then there wouldn't be a great counsel for her to choose Sinclair. <laughs> yeah. Predestination. It's... Time travel. Oh, no. <laughs> Wild. My, 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 I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, if they had just picked one other human, I mean, it could have still stopped the war, right? Because if that human had a Mimbari soul. Like, yeah. That's enough, right? It doesn't have to be Valen. It doesn't check for Mimbari souls. It checks for Valen's soul. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, Valen's DNA. <laughs> or just Valen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very Boolean. It's like, if Valen, then glow. Otherwise, yeah. no glow. And then uh, the, the Triluminary glows, Valen, Babylon Project, blah, blah, blah. We know all this stuff. It's fun to watch Babylon 5, or no, excuse me, Babylon 1 being built and then destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took them a few tries to get it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The kids leave after asking about the end. Galanda says the story never ends. The universe keeps going. And then we find out that this is the day Sheridan jumped to. Lando yeah. has him and Delenn captive. He pulls it up on the TV. Yeah. And Lando is going to get too drunk for his keepers that he can go die today. Yeah. So dark. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, what did you think of this movie? We don't normally rate the movies, but normally they're not like Babylon be... 5 movies, so... I feel do, like we got to rate, rate the movies. Oh, we got to rate the, the movies. Babylon 5. Do we use the same scale? Oh, yeah. Do we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that this is where they dumped a bunch of money. Yeah. And I think it shows, and I like it. So, I mean, I think if this is how you're being introduced to the new network, maybe you're not being introduced to the new show, mm -hmm. but you're being introduced to TNT and Babylon 5, uh, I would have been really impressed watching this and i think i did watch this at the time yeah i give it a five out of five i had a great time 
I did enjoy this movie thoroughly, but I did not think it was peak Babylon 5. Okay. I, I gave this a three and a half. I'm, oh, I'm, ouch. Maybe I was ne- needlessly mean. Maybe I'm just associating it with the other ones that I know are coming that I don't like. Well, okay. I remember All not right. liking, at the very least. I haven't watched either of these movies since the next two, probably since they aired. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's I mean, I don't think time. I have either. So I maybe I'll feel differently going back to them now, but we'll see. Uh, I like the way the story comes together. I like that we got some of our uh, Babylon 5 alums back in there, some of our mm-hmm. guest alums, because we've got Theodore Bickle, who was the rabbi that spoke mm-hmm. to Ivanova. He was Lenon, and we actually get Robin Atkin Downs is one of the Mimbari, and I believe yeah. he's coming up. <laughs> yes, he is. He sure is. When I was looking through names and and hearing voices and being like oh that seems familiar that was one of them and i was like oh this will be fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right i like the way the story comes together so it does come together nice it's nice to see some stuff that we've heard as stories Mm -hmm. um i appreciated that i'm it's a four i'm i think maybe i was being a little harsh yeah i don't remember the next two movies i I admittedly like I was liked... a bit hungover when I took these notes, so maybe, oh yeah, maybe that's part of it. You just had a little bit of a headache, Jafar. A, a little baseline <laughs> headache. Maybe I was just a little grumpy, just being a grump. All right. Well, what is our next movie? We're gonna watch Third Space next. Uh, Susan okay. Ivanova discovers a derelict ship in hyperspace. They tow it back to Babylon Five. Then strange things start happening. People are telepathically taken over by aliens from another, parentheses, third, space. Oh, so it's like a, it's like an extra dimensional episode. Yeah, well, there's, there's normal space, there's hyperspace, and then there's this third Third space. space. Good evening. Mm. Yeah. That's all there is. Yeah. Well... I feel like I have fond feelings about this one, but I don't know why I feel that way, because I do not remember anything beyond that description. I remember hating this movie. Really? Yeah. I remember when the, watching this being all like, this is the worst thing Babylon 5 has ever done, and then I got to watch season 5. <laughs> yeah. And then I got to well, watch was... Legend of the Rangers, and then I got to watch Crusade. <laughs> So maybe it's better now. I don't know. The first time I ever felt that feeling was watching Lost Tales. So I guess I was just super generous for a lot of it. But Lost Tales, you know, after we had all that time where we didn't have any Babylon 5 and then that was what we got and it was pretty mm-hmm. low budget, I feel. It made, it hurt me. But I'm looking forward to seeing how I feel about Third Space. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. You know, I mean, that's what next week's for. But before we get to next week, we have to say thank you to Jeremy Siegel for our lovely theme music. Thank you, Jeremy. You can find more of Jeremy's work at jeremysiegel42.bandcamp.com or in honor of new Homestar Runner coming out today as Nuclear Dagwa. New Homestar Runner today? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've got to go. I know what I'm doing after this. Okay. 
Thank you to Angry Deck Time Machine on Instagram for our podcast artwork. Thank you, Aaron, for editing this podcast and putting in all of the silly little things that we make jokes about make sense. So that way we sound funny instead of like people incoherently rambling. Appreciate you. (laughs) It's the Lord's work. And thank you to you, the listener, for being here with us. I hope you enjoyed in the beginning. I hope you enjoyed talking about in the beginning. Yeah. Go ahead, if you'd like, to leave a review. I, we, we haven't talked about this yet, but this is something we're starting to do on Last Time On. Ooh. Okay. Uh, which is, if you go leave a review of the podcast with some comments, we'll give you a shout out. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Yeah. So we have some backlog there, and I'd like to say that I was prepared and looked it up ahead of time, but I didn't. So next <laughs> week, if you're someone who's already <laughs> left us feedback... Next week, you'll get your shout out. Yeah. I've I've looked at the feedback and I know it's made me smile. So I can't wait to share it with everyone else. I, I have read every review that I have the ability to see of this podcast. So nice. I don't know why I admitted that to the internet, but there we are. <laughs> well, everyone knows that they would do it too. So we're all humans. All right. Well, we'll see you next week, internet. Bye. Bye.